The views and opinions expressed by guests on the TWBC podcast are solely those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views of nor constitute an endorsement by the host, TWBC, or the advertisers. National Championships, Confederation Championships, World Championships, Major Professional Events. For over three decades, he has been there for many of the sport's greatest moments. And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company comes the TWBC Podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings one and all. My name is the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot. It's uh, great to, to have you on board on this, uh, this latest episode of the TWBC uh, podcast, uh, which is being recorded at the, uh, the Malibu Open, or at least a day or so before the Malibu Open uh, takes place. And uh, one of the favorite competitors going into that event is Team Malibu Skier and two-time world water ski slalom champion Thomas de Gasprey. How are you doing, sir? I am good. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for having me. Excellent stuff. So, uh, coming into this event, uh, you've had a pretty good season so far. You uh, you won uh, the the San Gervasio uh, Pro Am Slalom uh, about ne- nearly nearly two months ago now, isn't it? It's uh, yet yeah, it it, it, almost, it almost seems like an eternity, but I mean, it's only two months uh, since you came away uh, with the with with a win in the only professional event uh, to take place on Italian soil this season. So that must have been been pretty pretty good. Uh, must have must have been a good pretty good confidence boost there for you yeah um you know i started my season uh trying to qualify for the masters because of covid last year we couldn't qualify so we had to go through a serious event to qualify this year and i was playing a little bit with uh with my equipment and i was not finding the right you know the right feeling into my skiing so i was a little bit you know a little bit bummed out that i couldn't make it the masters but I returned to Italy and, and and got my head straight, got my equipment working, and as you mentioned, I I won the San Gervasio Pro Am, and then you know ten days later I won my eighth European title, and then um, yeah I we, then we came back to US for the US Open where I got third, and then you know another events California I got third, and so yeah it's 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 going pretty well. I mean you know. It, it is a tough field this weekend and then for the upcoming events and uh but i'm still here battling yes indeed yeah and and i notice how you how you, how you just slyly mentioned the fact that you've had eight european slalom titles was well, you said eight wasn't it the yes, you, you, yes. You eight for a european mm-hmm. slalom cha- championship uh i mentioned right off the top uh, two times world slalom champion champion but it's been what is it now? Ten years since you last won your world championship title. Does that play a little bit on your mind a little bit as you go forward uh, no. in into an event like the world championships coming up in about a couple of weeks? Absolutely not. Because um, yeah, that was a long time ago. But you know, I placed second in 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 Mexico in 2015, 2017 in France. Well, let's not talk about that one. <laughs> um, and then the last one in Malaysia. Uh, I was skiing good, and you know, conditions were not perfect. But I'm not, I'm not looking at tournaments based on what I was doing ten years ago. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at tournaments how my, my form is now and how I'm skiing now, and 
my last year and a half it's it's been I would say great I mean I made a lot of podiums and and you know it's not easy and it, it, consistency for me it, it's very important and uh, you know being able to still compete with these guys and 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 be on on top with them it's definitely making me looking forward to this event all right then you mentioned the other guys i mean obviously obviously uh it's a sly way of mentioning that you've got some you've got some competition i mean you've got the likes of robert hayes a word you've got you've got will asher he's who's still there competing alongside you on team malibu and i mean a whole whole bunch of others that you can that you can easily choose from as being being real real top contenders uh, for the uh for the titles coming up uh, uh, this season, you know. So, I mean, who, who, has, who has impressed you a lot this season uh, so, so far? Um, well, there's a lot of events that happen, you know, that, that I participate in. It was, you know, at San Gervasio, Nicolas Benatti was... You know, <laughs> oh yeah. Let's not forget about that. That that, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was that was a that, that was a glorious event towards yeah, the end. If you're Italian, so yeah. Like. And unfortunately, he's not going to be able to come to the Europe to the World Championships because he hurt his shoulder, so oh. he needs to get surgery. But so for let's say Nicolas surprised a lot of people. I never doubted his ability to slalom ski because everybody knows him as a trick skier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Isawood skiing amazing the last tournament and. You know, last year has been skiing great. He qualified for the Masters. And then, you know, everybody else is pretty much doing whatever we're doing. Like, it's 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 a tough field to be in, you know. Okay, kind of give us a sense of uh, what your day-to-day schedule is, you know, because, I mean, you, but, cause you spend a lot of time uh, in Florida uh, preparing for the season. But when the season gets up and running... You spend quite a bit of time in your site in Trento, in, in, in Italy, which, from what I understand, is probably one of the most idyllic places in all of the world to ski. <laughs> well, it, it is a unique place, Tony. I grew up there. I like going back there. You know, it's it's a friendly environment for me. Like, my family's there. Friends are there. Um, it's not easy to ski, but it's it's good to ski there. Like, it's, you know, as like it's it's a 60-meter deep lake, so it's, like, almost 200 feet deep. Um Lucia car keys. Yeah, lost no, I lost a GoPro like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, it's we are the only boat allowed, and my dad has been running the ski school for over 50 years, and, you know, now he's kind of retired, and I'm taking over, and, you know, just being able to, to ski at home and, and, uh, and uh, you know, share time with them is just, uh, and, and trying to give my, the passion that my dad gave it to me to other people as far as coaching, and, it's great to me. Like I spend, you ask me, how's my day? Like I, I wake up, I go to the lake, you know, I, I train, I ski a couple times a day and then, and then I coach others and, and spend time with other people. All right then. So obviously you're very passionate about the sport and you, and you alluded to, to the fact that you are kind of taking more over the day-to-day operations of the ski facility that you have in Italy. Does does that kind of how how does how does that kind of pressure weigh upon you? Because I mean, it's it's a totally separate set of responsibilities aside from going in the boat and coaching. Now you've got to actually run the business side of things, right? Um, you know, I do the same thing in Orlando. Like I have my own ski school in Orlando, and and I've been doing this since I can remember. Like I, I mean, not as much as now, but like I have been having my own ski school for ten years. I 
you know, I've been always help, been helping my family at a ski school. But uh, as long as I find a time to to separate that from coaching to training, because I'm pretty good at externing. Well, compartmentalizing. Yeah, exactly. So I'm pretty good at, okay, now the time to coach is ended. Now it's me time for whatever time it is. I get ready. I do my, you know, my routine in my head and I work on things and, you know, it worked out pretty good so far. So uh, I'm, I'm doing two different things, but it's the same world. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and in my opinion, since I love this sport so much, to me, it doesn't bother me to jump in the boat coaching. And then as long as I have my me time for a minute before I ski, then I, I, I can do it. Okay, kind of give us a sense of how the how the sport of tournament water skiing is viewed uh, in Italy because Italy has had a storied tradition of producing world champions. Although you could go all the way back to the seventies and see like the likes Robbie of Zucchi. Robbie Zucchi to the eighties to the early nineties with Bubu Alessi, and mm-hmm. now and and now we have you. Uh, uh, challenging for world titles and 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 medals and and Lord knows what else. So in Italy, how is tournament water skiing viewed? Is it is it viewed in high regard, or is or does it struggle a little bit like the United States? Well, I think it's, the sport is struggling pretty much everywhere. I mean, uh, I see more kids coming up, uh, but it's still a you know relative small sport in in Europe. I think. Um, and uh, maybe because it's not so accessible to people, it's 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 an expensive sport, and uh, not everybody can do it. But we do offer, let's say in Italy, you know, like week trials for kids where pretty much they don't pay nothing and, and they can ski. And if they like the sport, we can give them deals. But um, I mean, Italy always produced many many champions and. I mean, I don't know why. I guess we got good jeans, good pasta, and good pizza. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely the pasta. I can, I can definitely <laughs> attest to that. And yeah. the, the the mozzarella cheese mm-hmm. at the local agro turismo, I guess. But know. no, for sure, Italy. You know, with uh, you know Robbie Zucchi, he was actually like Olympic champion because that in seventy two or seventy five, I don't remember. Seventy two. Seventy two. The Olympics were water ski was like a. Like an introductory sport. Yeah, it's a demonstration sport. They had, they had to ski in Kill Harbor uh-huh. in 1972 because the uh, the the Olympics were held in Munich at that time, mm-hmm. and and I remember that the results from that event. You know, like Wayne Grimditch couldn't land a jump, and Ricky McCormick was the Olympic jump champion, and Robbie Zuki. Yeah, in slalom. Yeah, yeah. So and and then Boo Boo. You know, Boo Boo was to me when I when I grew up was when I see Boo Boo was like seeing. You know, Justin Bieber for the girls. You know, he's like he's like the god, and and then and then I got I grew up, and he became our our coach for the Italian Federation for many years. And I think you know I owe him a lot of my a lot of my success to him, and but mostly my family, my my dad that taught me how to ski. Kind of describe a little bit of how the setup is in Italy, because I mean you have your national training center in uh, Riccetto, uh it wasn't too long ago that that the uh, that the national training center was actually flooded out and mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of the activities were curtailed there for a while but uh, a, a lot of a lot of skiers and a lot of athletes across europe see the italian model as being the one to emu- to to emulate 
in a lot of instances, you know, because of the setup and the training site and everything and the coaches and mm -hmm. what have you know. So uh, tell us a little bit more about that. About Recetto? Yeah. Um, yeah, Recetto was actually built by Bubolesi's father. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was his idea back in the... I think it's uh, 97 or something that it would start looking for places and then they found this location outside just outside Milan close to Novara and um, yeah with the help of the region they dug out this the first lake first in 99 I believe or 98 and then the second and then the third one and I remember when I participated in my first uh, Europe uh, World Championship which was in 2001 right after 9-11 the third leg was still being dug so you know it's it's been there since then and and then uh, i remember growing up always going to recetto because the federation kind of required to be there but also we always had good coaches with bubu and prior bubu was tangi um we, we always had like you know top top-notch coaches and drivers and if we wanted to get better pretty much they said you gotta go there Okay, obviously, uh, as we continue on with this interview, I'm going to wrap up in a few moments, but I can't let this interview go without uh, about your little uh, escapades a few years ago. It's, it, almost seems, it almost seems like an eternity ago that you were involved in some way with the Italian equivalent of dancing with the stars. I mean, uh, I mean, it's pro I mean, it's probably been been brought up ad nauseum and that kind of that kind of stuff. And it's been a while since you've actually, you know, uh, tripped the light fantastique, so to speak. But uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about that experience for those people who don't know. Well, it definitely was a different experience and uh, one of the best experiences of my life, I believe, because you know, it was a t I was entering a world that I don't know. You know, the, the TV TV show and TV. You know, with all these celebrities, and um, uh, it was challenging, but I like challenges because my life has always been a challenge, and uh, definitely hard work. We were working, we were dancing like seventy hours a day. Wow! And I loved so much, and I took it up like almost personally. Like I was going home. I was. I remember staying in Rome, and I was staying in our in in an apartment that owns by Armani, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, I was going home and I was dancing and practicing my routine and it, it was I was just love it so much and uh, it was just more the environment that created like the friendship that, that we, we still have now with all the celebrities and soccer players and actresses and actors and, and, and singers and um, yeah I loved it I really loved it. Will we ever catch you watching Dancing with the Stars in the United States and like looking and criticizing what they're doing <laughs> on, on, on the TV there? Like they asked me to do the Big Brother this year in Italy. Um, wow. No, it's not, I don't think it's You can't me. isolate for that long, surely. No, 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 no. Um, there's another show, I think it's called Lost in America, but uh, in Italy it's called The Island of Famous, which they pretty much put you on an island and you got to survive. And... Uh, there's a show that uh, it's very famous in Italy and uh, yeah I think we maybe. have a show in the UK called I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here or something <laughs> like that but maybe with that one but I don't know if I would do it we'll see okay so uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the interview uh, for at, at this time thank you very much uh, for joining thank us you, is, is, is there anything you'd like to say uh, to, to your fans going forward with the events coming up like the Malibu the Worlds and the other, others to come 
Well, I'm here, you know, we're here to put up a show and of course to, to give the, our best uh, as far as our results. And, you know, we, we all share the same love for the sport. And, uh, you know, thanks to you, Tony, and your crew, you know, I think this the sport is growing a lot. I only, you know, heard good things about it. And, uh, yeah, we just we just hope to put a good show and then the best is going to win. All right, then. That was Thomas de Gasprey, and this has been the TWBC podcast. Thanks a lot uh, for uh, for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe, and uh, uh, stay tuned for the next episode of the TWBC podcast. I'm sure that uh, Thomas will like, like this one, I say. It is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcasts.